please subscribe and leave a review of Dorky wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can support the pod if you'd like. You can use PayPal or buy me a coffee. There are links to both methods on Dorky's website and in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much. Hello, this is Dorky. I'm your host, April. This is a podcast about history. I'm going to be discussing events, people, and sometimes just random things from history that interest me and are important. I am absolutely not a historian. I'm just a dork who spends a lot of time watching, reading, listening to anything I can get my hands on about history, and I want to talk about it. I think a lot can be learned from looking into the past, and I'd like to share what I've learned, and my opinion about what I've learned, and I hope you enjoy it. This week, I'm going to talk about the Winchester Mystery House, which is located in San Jose, California. It now is a tourist attraction, but it was once the personal residence of Sarah Winchester. Sarah was the widow of William Winchester, heir to the Winchester rifle fortune. She bought an unfinished house in 1884 and continued to add on to it nonstop for the next 38 years until she passed away in 1922. My fascination with the Winchester Mystery House began when I was a child. We'd go on family road trips, and I'd see a billboard on the side of the freeway, Come visit the Winchester Mystery House. I hadn't even heard of the Winchester Mystery House at the time, but I was instantly intrigued. I mean, a mystery house just sounded, and still sounds, like fun to me. Over the years, the Winchester Mystery House stuck in my mind, and I'd hear about it every once in a while. Nuggets that, to me, were fascinating. A psychic told this widow to build a home for ghosts, and she never stopped? Sarah Winchester wasn't of sound mind and was a total recluse? They held seances there back then and still hold seances there to this very day? It's haunted? Oh my gosh, I'm in. As I got older, I started actually looking into it to get the real story. The basics of what I got were... Sarah Winchester was so overcome with grief after the death of her husband that she went to a psychic, who told her that the spirits of all the people who were killed by the Winchester rifle were unhappy and would haunt her unless she built a house big enough to house them all. Believing that as long as construction on her house continued, the spirits would be appeased, she just kept building onto her house until the day she died. She would just have construction done for its own sake like staircases that go up to the ceiling, doors that open to nothing, and even hidden rooms that had unknown purpose. There's all kinds of symbolism all over the house, and the number 13 is everywhere. After Sarah's death, the house would become a tourist attraction, and people came to see the house. The house is considered haunted to this day. So, that was my general, very basic, big, air quotes here, knowledge. Here's what the official website says. The house is 24,000 square feet. There are 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 160 rooms, 52 skylights, 
47 stairways and fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, 6 kitchens. It was built at a price tag of $5 million in 1923, or $71 million today. But what remained is indeed a mystery. Even before her passing, rumors of a mystery house being built by an eccentric and wealthy woman swirled. Was she instructed to build this home by a psychic? Was she haunted by the ghosts of those felled by the gun that won the West? Did construction truly never stop? What motivated a well-educated socialite to cut herself off from the rest of the world and focus almost solely on building the world's most beautiful yet bizarre mansion? Sarah Winchester was a woman of independence, drive, and courage who lives on in legend, and the mansion she built is world-renowned as much for the many design curiosities and innovations, many ahead of their time, as it is for the reported paranormal activity that resides within these walls. These mysteries and more are what has drawn over 12 million guests to visit the Winchester Mystery House since the doors opened June 30, 1923. Will you be able to unlock the mystery? So, that's the official story. Then I got the chance to go to the Winchester Mystery House for myself. You guys, it was amazing. My first surprise was its location. I somehow expected it to be way out in the country or something, but it's literally right in the middle of downtown San Jose, and it's huge. The tour was very interesting and informative. You could really tell by everything said and done by the employees that they all have a deep respect for this home, as well as Sarah Winchester herself. Before I get too into describing the house, I wanted to point out what was my own personal favorite detail of the house. Sarah Winchester was short, like 4'11", and everything in that house is built with that in mind. For example, the banisters of the staircases weren't built where they normally are. They were lower, where a 4'11 person's hand would normally fall. Everything in that house seemed to be built so it'd fall in her natural line of sight. My point is that everything was lower. And as someone who is 4'11 herself, I can't even begin to say how amazing that was, or just how seen I felt. I could only dream of one day having a house built specifically to accommodate my height, or lack thereof, I guess. But aside from that, I was amazed by all the details. Doors, and sometimes windows, were built in the middle of walls. We saw a staircase that went up to just the ceiling. On the second or third floor, there was a door that opened up to outside. No balcony or anything, just open air and what appeared to be a long drop to the ground outside. There were tiny details all over the house as well. I learned that a lot of the unique characteristics of the house were designed by Sarah Winchester herself. She had no architectural experience. She would just be like, I want the banisters to be lower so they'll be more comfortable. Or, I think it'd be really great to have a window in the middle of this wall so I could check in on the kitchen staff easily. Some of the building that was done served a practical purpose. As she got older and her health declined, she had a window put in the door to her bathroom so her nurse could check in on her if needed. There were also a lot of conveniences in the home that were rare at that time. Things like steam and forced air heating, modern indoor toilets and plumbing, push-button gas lights, and Sarah's personal, and only, hot shower from indoor plumbing. The house even has three elevators. 
I learned that the house was as large as seven stories at one point, but there was an earthquake in 1906 that did a lot of damage, and a large part of the house had to be closed off. It's four stories today. There was a lot of really intricate, beautiful stained glass all over the house. What I had heard about the number 13 being all over the place was correct, but there's a good reason for it, which I'll get into soon. As we walked around this huge, rambling house and listened to the tour guide, I felt like I got a real sense of who Sarah Winchester was, and a sense of the house. I don't mean to sound too woo, but the house didn't feel haunted to me. It didn't feel at all creepy to me either. Instead, what I got was a sense that Sarah was a very sad woman. The tour guide also explained that Sarah had really bad arthritis, which explained a lot of the design decisions of the house. Those staircases that had the lower-than-usual banisters I love so much? Another feature of those staircases was that each step was only like two to three inches high to make it easier for her to navigate them. It also explained why she didn't leave her home very much, especially as she got older. So, what was with her obsession with the number 13? Well, the house was being built right in the middle of the height of what's known as the spiritual movement. What that was, was at that time there was a huge belief in the middle and upper classes in the afterlife, and especially the ability to communicate with the afterlife through things like seances and automatic writing. Another big part of this was symbolism, like the number 13, spiderwebs, and black. This is way oversimplifying it, but I kind of think of people who were into this as kind of like Victorian goths. It's deeper than that, of course, but my point is that there was no evil or creepy intent with any of this whatsoever. It was just that in a time when death was already really common, the country had just gone through a terrible civil war, it must have seemed like death was all around, and I think that all that death had a huge impact on people and society. A lot of people were deeply grieving, and the thought of being able to communicate with a deceased loved one must have been a huge comfort. Mary Todd Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's wife, was known to have consulted mediums after the death of their sons and after the death of her husband. To me, this seems like a very understandable reaction to the terrible grief Mrs. Lincoln must have been dealing with. So, in this context, Sarah using a lot of spiritualist symbolism and even having seances at her home like she did doesn't seem all that strange to me at all. To put it another way, imagine if in a hundred years, People thought that all those live, laugh, love signs people had up in their homes for a while had some obscure occult meaning. They obviously don't and never did. They were just in fashion at the time. So I came away from the Winchester Mystery House, not so much feeling like I had witnessed some sort of dark haunting or like I had solved a mystery, but that I had been to a really, really cool old house. I don't think of it as a mystery house. I think of it as a museum. And that's 1,000% fine with me, because there doesn't need to be ghosts there for it to be interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd be okay with ghosts too. How fun would that be? I just honestly don't think that's the case here. I think it's just as, maybe even more, interesting that Sarah Winchester was just a very sad and very lonely woman who embraced and used spiritualism to help her deal with that sadness, and kept construction going on in her home to help with her loneliness and she left behind this incredible home that people still come to see and marvel at almost a hundred years after her death.
So that's it. That's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can reach me at dorkypod at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know if I left something out or got something wrong. Or let me know if there's something in particular in history you'd like me to talk about. There's also a Facebook group called Dorky Podcast. Join it and be part of our community. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're hearing it. It helps the podcast grow. But more importantly, your feedback will help me make this a better podcast. Until we meet again, friends.